You may or may not have heard of the phrase metaverse, but if you believe many influential tech people, it's the future of how we're going to live, play, and work. Hello again, Blythe Bromley with DigitalDispatch.io and host of Cyberly on FreightWaves, here to bring you another topic, this time around the metaverse. So we have Bitcoin, we have blockchain, crypto, and NFTs with all of these technologies centered around what's called Web3. And it's essentially the decentralized internet of the future. Web3 is also theorized as sort of the next step in our internet connected lives. Right now we have these technologies in their infancy stage, but there are folks building the metaverse where each of these new technologies, along with businesses and brands, would operate cohesively in this new environment, instead of their current form, which operates almost in a silo-like environment. Think of Fortnite and Animal Crossing as a siloed sort of universe, but in the metaverse, those same games plus more would operate as their own thing or, I guess, a planet belonging to a larger universe, the metaverse, if you will. Confused yet? Well, don't be, because I was too, but after diving into some more research, in this episode, I'm going to break down what the metaverse means to our businesses and the future of how we'll interact with people, places, and things. Hope y'all enjoy. Into our final story and moving into the, the question about Facebook's name change and what you would change it to if, if you had the opportunity, because Facebook made news earlier this week that they were going to be changing their name, sort of following maybe that is theorized that they're going to follow that Google model where Google came up with the parent company name of Alphabet. But uh, this comes from Today in Digital Marketing. It says reports this morning say that Facebook is planning to change its name, not its app name, but its corporate name, sort of like how Google's parent company went from Google and started being Alphabet. That happened six years ago. So there's no word on when the new name will be, although it could be announced as soon as the end of this month. And it got a lot of people theorizing, well, why is this happening? And if you just saw that little sort of fancy picture of Mark Zuckerberg on the screen uh, with uh, looking like he's in a, a, a universe, a very pretty universe, I guess is the right way to put it. Uh, but that is, it, it's rumored that Facebook is changing their name because they want to become more involved and double down on the metaverse. And what's the metaverse? That's what we're going to be talking about. And this was a really uh, exciting topic to sort of dive into uh, as we, you know, sort of hit the end of this show, because what's the metaverse. So here's my attempt to kind of break it down. We, we've seen a glimpse of it so far. Um, if you recall, Travis Scott, he's a performer. Uh, he performed in the Fortnite game or that, you know, obviously if you have kids or something like that, or if you're, you know, brothers and sisters, maybe they're a little bit younger, but he actually performed a digital version of him performed within the video game. And also there's another game that sort of caught wind during the pandemic is Animal Crossing. You know, they, they, they kind of have this atmosphere of Animal Crossing where you're making those microtransactions within the game. Um, you're also communicating with other friends. You're doing little meetups. People are helping each other with their little garden. I think that's, you know, how Animal Crossing works. I have a few friends that play it. So that's the, the, the gist that they gave me. But these games, you know, Fortnite and Animal Crossing, currently they're they're more siloed into their own universe. What the metaverse is trying to be is a whole open source universe where you have different, you know, quote unquote planets and uh, different infrastructures and different siloed experiences. So you could have, you know, Animal Crossing within one part of the metaverse. You could have Fortnite in another part of the metaverse. 
But that is it. That's ex- ideally what it is. Is that it's an open source project. Um, if you've seen or or read Ready Player One, that's another really good example of how the metaverse will sort of work. It's basically a digital environment that you can live in, that you can uh, create interactions and relationships with, uh, microtransactions, things like that. So also think that you know the blockchain with Bitcoin and NFTs that also plays a larger role. You know people are using Bitcoin in order to buy. NFTs and one great example that I heard because NFTs is still a little um, it, it's a, a little fuzzy for me to understand but from the way I understand it is that you're buying one of a kind digital pieces of art and that could be music it could be you know digital art it could be uh, in a traditional art in a traditional sense but it could be a, a slew of a you know a few different things. Um, but one great example is that this one guy that I follow, that he has a digital home in his metaverse and he buys digital art. He buys NFTs and he hangs this digital art inside of his digital house. And so when he has people that come over to his digital house, maybe real life friends or maybe just virtual friends, they will be able to walk into his house and see the NFTs hanging up on the wall. It sounds crazy, but there's a lot of money going back and forth with NFTs right now. And that is one larger explanation of how NFTs could be used in a larger metaverse. So what does this mean for our everyday lives? It, well, it, it's technically it's more than just gaming. You know, you, you see VR becoming a more active role in our lives. Uh, maybe a bunch of people got it for Christmas presents. We, we saw it maybe with Facebook debuting their, their virtual meetings where everybody is wearing a VR headset and you can look around and see almost like cartoony drawings of your coworkers sitting around a boardroom having a meeting. Now, th- those are, are different use cases, but it also is, is taking place in the business world as well, because we've seen it with Freight Waves with their virtual events. They have virtual booths that you can walk up to in a virtual space and be able to visit the booth and look around at the booth. We also have HubSpot's Inbound 2021 conference that just happened last week. They debuted a full virtual event with stages, vendors, and actual people making a speech on stage while the audience is watching. And if you're looking at the screen right now, you can kind of see what I'm talking about, that they have a a virtual stage where the, the media is being played. So whether it's a tweet or whether it's a speech, it's being played from that virtual state from that virtual stage. And then you have the crowd of conference attendees virtually that are watching it. So there's there's a, a couple use cases there. But then also I want to point out that Microsoft is making a case for building a digital twin into our physical world. And they they talk about making this this digital twin as it acts and syncs together. So if you Google, if you go to YouTube and you find this video, it's it's Microsoft's metaverse. And what they show off is basically like a two and a half minute long commercial. And they're showing how, from a virtual perspective, you could be looking at IT infrastructure. You could be watching a, you know, a, a demonstration or, or someone could be teaching you how to change something in a virtual environment so that it then the digital twin environment so that it then affects the real life building. Or you can have, you know, a, a situation where a, a drone is flying over a solar field and looking for the panels that need to be cleaned. Uh, things like that, that tie into the real world space and the digital space. So I thought that that was a really a, a fascinating look. I think that with a lot of these things, you you'd probably ask yourself, well, how long until some of this is really going to take hold? Well, it's 
currently being built as far as a development standpoint. It's being built. A lot of this code is already being written. Like I said earlier, hopefully this remains something that is open source. The biggest hurdle right now is the hardware. Not that many people have a virtual headset and, and that type of hardware is going to be advanced in the future. Um, so that's one of the stop gaps that, that's preventing this from taking hold even more. So safe to say it's in the very beginning stages. But it also makes Facebook diving into this drama uh, or, or into this genre a little nerve wracking because if you look at their history and it's a kind of a shady history, especially from a global perspective, you know how they've kind of let uh, they, they've really been responsible for the communication platform for the downfall of governments, uh, Philippines, the Arab Spring, um, even to some extent here in the U.S. where, you know, a lot of their propaganda isn't being checked properly on their own platform. So Facebook diving into the metaverse, building their own digital universe. I don't know. It feels a little creepy to me and it feels like something that I wouldn't necessarily want to uh, encourage a company like Facebook to do. But I do think that the larger scope of it, of, of a metaverse environment could have really great implications, especially from the business world. Imagine a conference that you really want to go to, but maybe you don't have the funds. You could attend virtually and still get all of the networking benefits of, of going to that conference and being able to hang out and ha have a drink by the bar with some of the other people that are there in real life. I think that that has a, a good use case for it. Also, people with disabilities. If you think about the folks who can't travel, how they would be able to put on a VR headset and, and be able to travel to all of these far away places, maybe climb a mountain in a virtual atmosphere. I think that that is where we can find a lot of the the really the, the gold mines when it comes to the metaverse. And it's still in its very early stages. It's obviously still being built. But a couple of those moments, I mean, you think of Minority Report with Tom Cruise, that that, that movie came out forever ago. But that is more likely in it, things like that, those different siloed universes are all being applicable to a larger metaverse. So I think that it's it's quite fascinating to sort of watch this newer technology take hold. But I think that as long as we as we don't let the bigger companies try to control it all, then have it be open source and have it be something that that can be good and and, and also you know be able to deal with the potential downfall. I hope you enjoyed that episode of the Digital Dispatch Podcast. If you like what you heard, consider sharing it with a friend. Podcast discoverability is a bit of a challenge for creators like myself, so word of mouth goes a long way. You can check out past episodes of the show by hitting up the learn page on digitaldispatch.io. I also have some free courses on the site that cover content marketing, distribution, and even how to audit your own website. That's going to come in handy as everyone starts to prepare for those 2022 budgets. While you're there, you can also check out our socials, the DIY shop, or custom services. Until next time, I'm Blythe Brumleave and I will see you real soon.